With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, I might back down, considering <laughs> backing down. Doing stuff is hard, and I'd rather not. So I'm hey, I'm guessing what I'm about to say is news to all of y'all, but Tennessee had bench-clearing brawls with Vanderbilt on three back-to-back plays. Uh, that is news to me. I didn't watch <laughs> any of that game. Suck it, cake eaters. It's pretty good. I love rivalry week. Far- Farmageddon is is awesome, by the Imagine way. Imagine being a cake eater on Thanksgiving week. Despicable. Could not be me. No, Chicken pot cake. Imagine. This is pie month. They're all pie month. Listen, man. If you're playing Vanderbilt, all you're getting is cake, baby. Delicious cake. What does that mean? E- I don't easy. Know. <laughs> Easy to easy that on makes the it te- sound like Vanderbilt's got huge asses. Easy on the team. No, 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 no. no. If they no. they are not, if they did, they'd be a much better football. That's team. That's what I'm saying. You know, Vanderbilt got them cakes. Vanderbilt needs more cake, not less. Sexy Commodore. <laughs> yeah, I love my curvy Commodore. Damn, they're so Vanderbilt. <laughs> From stem to stern, you say, mm-hmm. Captain. Yeah, anchor oh, down. <laughs> Um, I, I, I want, I like the best thing on right now is Farmageddon. If you do want to watch the Brady Hulk retirement game, I believe that's on as well for San Diego state. I don't know if this is still accurate, but Bill C tweeted that Iowa state has 42 points. That part is still true. And at the time they had, as of like six minutes ago, when we're reading this, they had run two plays in Kansas state territory. Yeah. Yeah, what a great, what a, what an awesome visual and just straight up football game. Highly recommend it. Glad there were no other games on during this window. None, absolutely none. Shall I kick us off? Do we have enough people? No, we don't have no? nearly enough people. There's 220. Good okay, Lord. we'll, we'll, did we'll even, let everybody. Did you even did you even retweet it? Reskeet it? Just God did. damn it! I looked up in disgust, and you made me lose a life in Super Mario World. On the day of the cumble. You come to me without having reskeeted. <laughs> I have, I have retweeted it. It's mostly that we, it's mostly that we call it the cum bowl. <laughs> Making it a million times grosser. Yeah, the cum invitational. Uh, technically, all of them should be invitational. Yeah, the Consent cum bowl where important. everybody has a shot. Nice, Spencer Good. Elizabeth Hall. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's terrible. Much like the cum bowl. So speaking of fucking, uh, welcome to the third annual Fuck Ohio Day, because oh boy. Uh, once again, Ohio <laughs> State has failed miserably to defeat Michigan. So is it time to start the podcast? I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Hold on. If we're, we're going to do a Fuck Ohio Week, I got to do. We got to do, do the chant. Don't we got to do the chant? I got to do we the We have thing. a chant? <laughs> I don't know about it. Oh, do we say Fuck Ohio? Is that what we say? I think it was that, yeah. Yeah. That makes hold sense. on a second. Let me Let me make some noise here. Oh God! Spencer's being a noisemaker. Yeah, hold on. I'm gonna make some noise here. Ryan, Ryan is a former oh, okay. Ohio State fan. Yeah. Are you gonna noise. talk about the Bucks? About to talk about the Bucks. Oh God! 
Oh, is the guitar coming? The shitty guitar coming? Uh, no, I was just going to do the thing that lets everyone know the show started. Oh, that. Okay. Yeah. There's no need for that tone. Forecast After Dark for Men. Welcome to the full cast After Dark. <laughs> All I will say is that the is that Georgia Tech? Uh, just the first animal I thought of. Oh, okay. Also, it happened right as Emily was walking into the room to bring me tea. So she looked up, and that's all she saw was me. What kind of tea are we rocking? Uh, what yeah. kind of tea is? Is this whiskey tea? Oh, uh, uh, the whiskey tea has caffeine. So. Get your beverage of choice, whether it's tea, whether it's whiskey tea. Hey, y'all, get cozy with the full cast after. Get this. cozy. That's <laughs> Snuggle right. up. Get Hello. your bowanky. Is this the sleepy time co- full cast after dark? Yeah, it's the sleepy time. You're going to be like that bear. You're going to be all posted up in a chair. You're going to have the little nightcap on. You're going to have a blanket over your legs. You're going to have a little cup of something there. What you don't know about the sleepy time bear it's is that he's he's super fucked up on PCP. He's just <laughs> laying there praying that he can hold on to the earth. That's yeah, what he is. We'll find him in the spring. That's the bear like after he's stolen a monster truck. Yeah, and, after and he lifted a school a bus whole, and threw it at cops. Fought a whole <laughs> gas station. and <laughs> He is a bear, you know? Like He at oh. least trashed a dumpster or two before he was like, oh, it's a long night of scavenging. I'm going to go ahead and just, you know call it a day you know how tired a bear would get after like a, a, like a like a, a brawl of any sort baylor should consider pcp sure or dr pepper one in the same one I, baylor football itself a narcotic of unstable and unreliable results so it's a good marriage i assume pcp stands for pepper comma christian pepper <laughs> <laughs> i would like to address that's the... a that's lifeway james bond oh sorry it's the it's the doctor is a doctor of theology. You don't want doctor like when they say, "Is there a doctor in the house?" Doctor Pepper would raise their hand and go, "Yes, I'm a doctor." And he'd be like, oh, "Doctor of theology, this this guy's gonna die." I'm sorry, I misunderstood the question. I can pray for him. Yeah, I can pray for him. This is this is fuck this is the fuck Ohio show. Fuck Ohio. Fuck Ohio. Oh, clap, 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 clap. You know, that's, by the way, that's not What's just our what... enthusiasm. Is it boring? Fuck Ohio. Bored? Have we got, are we so used to this now that it's boring? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we only beat Ohio by three. That sucks. Oh, man. this is the Ennui three. Okay. Ugh. That's all. Yeah. It is the Ennui three. It's this, though. This is the thing that, that I find most boring um, about this particular version of Ohio losing to Michigan. And it's this. <laughs> it's, it's that that they're right. Like the most insane friend, like eventually, if you live long enough, you're going to agree with an insane person. And mm-hmm. you kind of have to agree with the insane wing of the Ohio State fan base who's like, Yeah, man, Ryan Day's never winning this game again. And you're like, They might be right. <laughs> <laughs> they I really might it, be right. <laughs> I think it's sweet that Michigan now has two coaches he can't beat. Ooh, that's true. They diversified the resume today. You couldn't beat the interim. You couldn't meet the the buddy, the sub coach. That's, you got your ass beat by heads up seven up. Yeah, you you got your ass beat up by the coach who just you know puts the TV in front of the room and puts on, you know, a movie for the class. Now, 
he's the coach who stepped up, so we should show him some respect. That's step, true. Step, step, <laughs> I like that. Um, yeah, this is basically uh, Kevin Clark's theory of it's easier to watch baseball if you just say things like, can't get the big hit. Like, that has applied to Ohio State all year. <laughs> like, like when Lou Holtz is able to say things that, ah, gosh, end up making sense about you. <laughs> My God, dude. You're when like Lou the Holtz most – up. <laughs> You're like the most sports talk commenter friendly team of all time. Like anyone can look at Ohio State and just blurt something and yep, yeah, turns out you're right. When Lou Holtz wakes up and hears about this, he's gonna level whatever he thinks Ryan Day's ethnic background is, he's gonna level slurs at that man that have not been heard since the Louisiana purchase. Some vintage shit. Yeah, like like you're you're gonna get some shit where they're like, I don't think that was ever used outside of three docks in Shanghai. Yeah, like I, th but that is, I don't think, by the way, a lot of the like, like Ohio State finds new ways for people to be right about them, right? Like the new way, the new, the way last year was, okay, we're going to stop the run and be super physical. And they just, you know, <laughs> threw, them up, threw the ball over their head. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. They keep getting okie doked in these like very obvious yes. fashions. <laughs> this oh, is two years in a row. They've let the previous edition of this game beat them. Holly, what were you going to say? I just said OH key doked and now I will shut up. <laughs> no, no. Registered and is fantastic. That's important. Um but yeah, this is this this is the second year in a row where they fought last year's war. Right? They're France. That's you know Michigan's Fran thing. Yeah, that's 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 Michigan's that's thing. That's problem. France's thing. Yeah. They tried to beat them at their own game. You can't out war Michigan. I think Especially old wars. We are we are failing to acknowledge an unfair advantage that Michigan had in their favor. Which is that early reviews started coming in for um, the Napoleon movie, which is full of historic <laughs> inaccuracies. And that, that really, hype. you know, Michigan fans have been getting hyped up all week on pointing out everything that is possibly wrong with Ridley, Ridley Scott. Once, once Ridley Scott said, I don't care what historians have to say. Oh, brother. Yeah, it was, it was over. over. It was it's, over it's for Ohio State after that. Like, that's, that, that's bulletin board material. Yeah, that is. They were too hyped for it. Like, they were 100% hyped. But by the way, I'm totally on Ohio State's fan, uh, Ohio State fan side in that respect, which is that they'd be like, "No, dude, it was sick. He had a monster <laughs> truck on the ice, right? At Austerlitz, he had a he had a like a an Apache gunship. It was awesome. Like, 300, 300 is real because there's a 300 workout. Like, yeah, uh, sure, sure. Napoleon didn't shell the pyramids, but are you telling me he wouldn't have wanted to? Like, yeah. Spiritually, it's correct. Bro, I'm so fucking yoked. I'm doing the Napoleon workout. <laughs> what do you do? I run home from Russia. It's Walk awesome. around Russia, hating yeah. it, and die on an island by myself. What supplements are you taking? Arsenic-flavored uh, wallpaper? <laughs> <laughs> Just crushing that shit. Cannon, cannon powder. Is it good for you? I can't be poisoned now. I've lost was... eight inches. Like, on yeah. your waist? No. No, I can't lose it. I can't lose any body fat because if I do, it's water soluble, so all the poison will leach into my bloodstream and I'll die instantly. It's how I stay committed to this workout plan. You're not committed, bro. I'm committed. So, uh, in this football game, uh, the emergent storyline is Ryan Day coaches like a scared Michigan coach, basically. <laughs> Like the like the stereotype of this matchup for the past for like the better part of this millennium has been Michigan gets all scared and weird and Ohio State is bold and dashing and daring, yeah. Uh, and that is completely flipped completely. Ryan Day would would love to kick the field goal that goes awry. 
Uh, whereas Michigan is not scared of Ohio anymore. It, you know what I mean, no bar, Steve. One of our commenters is like, fat, notably water-soluble. You must be a Michigan fan, you pedantic dick. Take him anyway. out. <laughs> uh, can we boot that? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, that's what you get for Pete Andrew. You know what I mean. He has like no, more like no bars, him. Steve. Yeah, no, yeah, 100% no bars. Um. Anyway, the uh, this is one of those times where you go everything that you thought was everything that you thought was a maybe an unfair criticism of Ryan Day walked right into it. Walked 100% right into it. Like, uh, is he too conservative and settles for long field goals? Yeah, I did that a couple times couple times for not much gain at all uh did he sometimes abandon the things that were working for reasons no one can understand mm, yeah yeah 100 percent. like the run game remember they boss they came out and they had an awesome touchdown drive 12 plays 75 yards I believe they passed three times on that drive travion henderson was carrying the load and uh they just decided to like not double down on that again they decided oh let's mix a little calm accord in there and uh, that didn't do anything for you. Next play goes Henderson. Pass, pass. Nothing. And in a game with margins like this, like that is nitpicking, but just keep running the ball. That's, I can't believe I am, again, I can't believe I am agreeing with like wh what would be like the most obvious dumb Ohio State fan critiques of Ryan Day, but run the goddamn ball. Yeah. Run it. It was, it was tough sledding on the ground, but you knew it was going to be. You knew it was going to be. That's the whole thing. That's the whole brand, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, and this is the, the game in which, you know, a, a lot of things can happen when you throw the ball, and, and most of them are bad. As, as Ryan noted the other day, the New York Jets are working on discovering yet another bad thing that can happen when you throw the ball. Um, but, yeah, th this was a game in which just, you know, just keep, just keep, just keep plugging away in the trenches. It, it it's just it's the, the stupidest analysis is absolutely apt in this game it is totally right i don't want it to be right this is one of those like you need to run the ball play defense and punt you're like <clears throat> probably should have run the ball play defense. Like, <laughs> i don't want this to be true they but it is they weren't playing awesome defense no they really so weren't like which i don't yeah, think neither. that version of this plan necessarily goes great either i think well i think adjusted for the quality of the offenses they both played they both played good defense yeah they played fine but i guess i just mean like there wasn't especially especially given that last michigan drive that only ended in a field goal but ate up seven minutes of clock i yeah. don't know it just felt like it felt like a little dicey to be like yeah we could just lean on the defense here because the the defense got zero stops in the second half Michigan had a 46-yard field goal field goal drive, a 75-yard touchdown drive, a 44-yard field goal drive, and a 56-yard field goal drive. And like, yes, those aren't all touchdowns, but they're not stops. And these are these are not like, by and large, like oh, Michigan starting with awesome field position and Ohio State's defense is behind the eight ball. All of these drives, like the closest of them, started at the Michigan 36. Yeah. yeah, they weren't getting stops on defense. They just weren't. Three of three on fourth down conversions for Michigan. Um, that plus the two picks plus a a call that look, clearly looked like a Michigan touchdown to me, but uh, Ohio State fans will argue it should have been an interception. Um, I don't. It seemed pretty clearly a touchdown to me. But I don't know. That's a, that's a faith based argument. You can't really, <laughs> sure. you know, like yeah, yeah. Sure. It's uh, 
it, to, to me, it's you know those are the key things: the the fourth downs, the uh... and the turnovers. Yeah, to, and not going for it on fourth down, turning the ball over. Like Kyle McCord, by the way, had another pick in the barrel. Like sometimes a quarterback just looks like they're itching to throw a pick. Every now and then, Kyle McCord looks like that. Like, oh man, just can't wait to get it in someone's hands. Maybe my receivers, maybe somebody else. Like he was pressing a little bit, and that last pick was probably due. It just, pro- it just look. Not to get too woo here, but like, it's just funnier that Michigan won this game. Like, oh, maybe next year it'll be funnier if Ohio State wins it. But like, it wasn't. It wasn't meant to be. There was nothing faded about Ohio State winning this game, and it's funnier that Michigan did. It would feel it, Ohio State winning would feel like quote marks quote fingers justice winning, right? Because like Michigan has become the bad guy team, so it would feel right. like fake bullshit. Right. Um, justice redemption narrative, but like, no, come on, no, no one here, no one here has actually done anything actually wrong beyond the normal, like, they make money off college football. Beyond that, you know, um, so like, I don't know that that plus. I guess I'm all in on Michigan actually being America's team. Like they've decided that. Oh wow! And, okay. it, and it's right. I mean it's complete bullshit. To be clear, <laughs> bear with me. It's complete bullshit. Of course, it's obnoxious and annoying, but I love it. Because I think Alabama's America's team, but that's fine. <laughs> they were today. Yes, they were today. Yeah, they were 100% America's team. Although, really, watching this game, do you think signals would have helped? Like, would, would signals for, have helped with for anybody? It was like, hey, who's getting the ball? It's either Travion or it's Marvin Harrison. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the occasional pass to Egbuka. Maybe that's it. Like, like it wasn't like either of these game plans were like advanced tactical knowledge. <laughs> like, no, right. Blake Corbs getting the ball, dude. <laughs> Second down. Blake Corbs getting the ball. <laughs> Maybe we'll throw to Roman Wilson or a tight end every now and then. But he'll be in single coverage because the rest of the time, Blake Horm's getting the ball. I mean, Ohio State probably would have liked to know that a halfback pass was coming for like 30 yards. Uh, yeah, that was a good one. You know, fortunate, fortunately, by the way, that was like a little underthrown. Otherwise, it was like a six. It was a clear six. But still, Donovan Edwards, nice arm. Like a really nice arm mm-hmm. on Donovan Edwards. Yeah, I mean, I th- a Michigan interim coach winning this game, and uh, yes, that that was the funniest outcome, without question. Ryan Day being able to beat multiple Michigan coaches. Um, and this brings us to the annual tradition, which is Ohio State is on the very outside of the playoff bu- bubble, and we are all Bias. Um, ramificationing our way into working them back into the number four seed. That happens Every single year, you can go back and look, literally back to the first playoff when they did make it in at number four. Um, no matter what, the football season, whether it is full of upsets or it's like this year where it's just constant awesome drama but no upsets, either way, it will engineer a scenario in which Ohio State is number five and we talk about them possibly with some help moving up to number four. They won't. They Like Ohio State fans had to watch Florida, Florida State. And care about it. <laughs> yeah, it's so stupid. You're welcome. It's so stupid. That's brutal. Like it's... Ryan Day is have to, gonna have to bring his stupid beard on television and like yell at ESPN about why the Buckeyes deserve to get the fourth spot. 
He's going to have to care about the Big 12 championship game. Yeah, this is okay. This is Big Skunk from WTRT in Columbus. I just wanted to go ahead and let everybody know here that, you know, the national media body has already kicked in against the Bucs here. You can see, by the way, one only team they've lost to is Michigan. We had a a touchdown taken off the board unfairly, which was definitely a touchdown. Additionally, hold on a second. (laughs) Additionally. You got to admit that, by the way, the biggest obstacle to Ohio State is Ohio State, okay? And that's it. You want a team mm-hmm. that controls their own destiny? Ohio State. There's only people stopping Ohio State at this point, okay? So yeah. everybody come in. I want all the people to call in. Okay, all my big skunks. Okay, all my little skunks call in. We're going to go ahead and talk about this for the rest of the weekend. This is sponsored, by the way. Skunk Nation. Matt Dog's, Matt Dog's going to go on ESPN First Take on Monday morning and like argue that Ohio State deserves to stay at two because they played the best game of the year. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. That is good. This 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 is the this has become um Stephen A, Stephen A, let me tell you. Losing to Michigan (laughs) is more important and more impressive than barely beating Georgia Tech. Like, obviously in past decades, this has often been the casuals bowl. It has become that again, right? Like for for the 2010s, it was LSU Alabama. This has reclaimed the spot as the game Yankees fans are aware of. Like the game that makes people think Boy, I'd like to see the Giants draft a couple of them guys. Like that level of awareness. Um, so yeah, it it absolutely could be the case that like, oh, that team they they looked really famous. I bet I'd like to see them again. Who's the other team that's good? Uh, Pitt. Are they still good? No, no, no. Pitt's not good. It's Notre Dame. And yes, My, Notre Dame. Miami. Miami. Yeah. They're right. Oh, Florida Miami. State. I heard of them. Yeah. yeah. They're eleven to zero. I'm sure that's no twelve to zero. I'm sure that's normal. <laughs> yep, <laughs> totally normal, dude. Uh, I love, by the way, Bobby I, Bowden's a hell of a coach. <laughs> really built an amazing program. I can't wait for the OTB crowd. Okay, I can't wait for like people who don't follow college football to have. I want people to get real out over their skis, and I really have faith that Stephen A is going to be the dude to do it. Like the like, because Stephen A just he'll make an information free judgment about college football, and he's gonna make it <laughs> stick out of complete conviction. Yeah, sure. He'll start talking, and I'll go. The man's right. He's one hundred percent right. Ryan Day is the man to lead this program. <laughs> <laughs> or he'll somehow make it like Ryan Day is too close to the Cincinnati Bengals, who are a loser franchise, and it's like, okay, I I guess so. I guess he's got Bengals poisoning. The Bengals must be relocated. <laughs> Ever since Joe Burrow left Ohio State. <laughs> like, I want people to just have the most out-of-pocket, complete bullshit opinions about All this, right. please. We, we, this is already not true, but I would like to like revel briefly in the fact that ahead of kickoff of, of the game, we got a rumor, I think from Bruce Feldman, I think on the air, maybe mm-hmm. not, I, I'm not sure. Yes, it was on the air. With, with next, sitting next to Urban Meyer, I believe. That, or Texas, on the same that set. Texas A&M was maybe waiting to reach out to Ryan Day, but only if he lost. Something like that. Yeah. <laughs> like, because... like I'm kind of, I'm kind of butchering it, but I'm not entirely wrong. Yeah, because the thinking would be he wouldn't leave a uh, a, a success, playoff run. Uh, yes, right. But yeah, and and like, hey, at this point, it's like, was that. Um, was that inf- infosec information warfare while they uh, waited to see if it Mark worked. Stoops beat Louisville? It worked. Which I, m- maybe we save coach stuff for the midweek show, but I just want to say, man, uh, if A and M hires Mark Stoops, yeah, this is a do you know ball or not? Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, like your reaction to this news. If you're like, oh, they whiffed, stop. <laughs> go go to sports. Well, they could have. 
Bye, go, bye, go, to, go to Sports Reference. Kentucky be sure you're looking at football instead of basketball um, and like sort by you know ranked finishes things of that nature mad dog right? they could have had they could have Ryan Day who's an absolute <laughs> champion Kentucky they, Kentucky doesn't even play Michigan how do you could, trust this guy they could have hired Jimbo Fisher that's a national champion that's champion Mark Stoops beat Florida several times at Kentucky. Well, that's not impressive. That, that, like, give me something better In and of itself, it is yeah. impressive because it never happens. Mark Stoops won ten games multiple times at Kentucky. Multiple ranked finishes. Like next guy, the, the coaches who've taken Kentucky times. to ranked finishes in the past um, more than half century. It's like Bear Bryant, Mark Stoops. Does that sound like a good club? I think so. I think they should have got Bear Bryant. They I should have dug up Bear Bryant. I heard of him. Let me get you a winner. He needs a. Uh, admittedly, I mean, you're gonna get him off the scrap heap, but you know what? I got savings for you, Eric Mangini. Can you consider <laughs> Eric Mangini? You know the they should have hired a literal bear. Listen, I know in Texas it's all about it's all about beef, but what about the big tuna? That's right, Bill Parcells, <laughs> Texas A&M head coach. Do you know, you know, know who won a lot of football <laughs> games as a Texas coach was Jimmy Frickin' Johnson. What do you say? This, I, by the way, like like the idea of, of Bill Parcells trying to coach a bunch of like like kids now. Holy shit! <laughs> It'd be so good. He'd be like, "You should have died in the womb." <laughs> he might be so out of touch that it actually works. You know? They're oh like, yeah. Bill Parcells got sued after the opening introductory press conference. <laughs> Fucking amazing. An abusive environment. He's been here three minutes. Should we? Should we pause? Should we pause for some podcast business? Unexpected on this, the the, the full cast after dark. Oh, goodness. Sometimes necessary. Doug. Doug, where are you? Hello. Jump in. Hey, hey. Appreciate you guys. Um, momentary podcast business here. Just wanted to say uh, I'm doing a fundraiser for a, a charity thing happening in my part of town. And I asked the crew here, hey, can I push this? And all good for me. And... There's a fundraiser that's near and dear to me. Um, at this point in time, everyone's heard the name Brenda Tracy, the advocate against um, sexual assault on college campuses. She for the she runs a nonprofit called Set the Expectation. The last four years, they've been doing a really dope charity event here in the D.C. area that has been awesome, that has been near and dear to my heart. And they do it with a couple of local area athletes here. The reason I'm posting all of this is that they've had a bit of a fucker of a year for reasons you can probably guess already. And I kind of want to take it upon myself to help those folks fundraise for this year's coming uh, charity event. It's a shopping event where they go to a toy store, buy a bunch of uh, shop. Uh, excuse me. I'm having a stroke. Buying a bunch of gifts, bunch of toys for families impacted by domestic violence in this area. Um, the rates are pretty high this year, so it is sucked all around. But I've seen what this community can do. I love what when it can rally around. And so basically my pitch is uh, if anybody can spare a dollar, five dollars, whatever the heck you can, I'm going to drop the link to this fundraiser in the comment section of this chat and the Twitch chat and pin that. I'll also post a tweet for any donation efforts for the link to it all. Um Anything you could, you guys out there listening can punch in. That would be amazing. And um, yeah, 
I apologize if this isn't a cleaner pitch because I am so nervous to shit talk. How dare you? <laughs> no. On, on the audio killing. masterpiece that is the full cast after dark where every word is carefully selected and expertly deployed. That's goal. a good pitch, Doug. That's a good pitch, but way to <laughs> no step up, Doug. a good pitch. That's right. David Derek, Cohn. Derek freaking Cheetah had a good pitch. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Uh, I have posted the link in the comments in the stream yard and the Twitch, and I'll post the tweet momentarily. Um, anything anyone could toss out there, please, that would be incredible. Um, yeah, Doug was nervous about, post, uh, about it, making this ask, and it wasn't because he was afraid of overstepping his bounds as our producer. He was afraid that y'all would do voices. <laughs> <laughs> Thank goodness that didn't happen. Luckily, luckily someone else uh, chimed in with voices. Uh but yeah, yes, obviously, but... <laughs> hi, obviously we support this, uh, and we support Doug in his endeavors. So yeah, get out there. It's not charity full time yet. What's your excuse? Yeah, and if you're listening, and if you're listening to this after the fact and not live, we will have it in the show notes if you are interested. Yeah, all that. Uh, all where that. else can we get this information again? Um, posted the. I'll post the links on the comments. I'll post it on my Twitter, and I have a blue sky. I'll post it there too. Oh, Doug, tell so, the people what your Twitter and blue sky. Oh, D-R-E-Y-E-S-C-E-R-O-N, D Reyesron. That's it on all the platforms. Uh, I think that's it. I think that that should be everything, I think. And if whoever donates whatever, um, feel free to post a screenshot, send it my way, and I'll try to tally up whatever people send out there. We, we already have donations, by the way. Sasha Bordeaux. Hey, Okay. We love awesome. you guys when you're drunk and happy and opening your wallets. Georgia fans, looking at you. They're not happy. Uh, okay. Uh, I think All that's right, guys, We were going to donate to the fundraiser, but then Ryan said no. <laughs> it's important to it's important to donate even when you're drunk and mad. Yeah. All yeah. Right, all right, all right. All right. Drunk and mad. Uh, mm. I will go back off the stage, and uh, that's it for me. Thank you, Doug. Thanks, Thanks Doug. guys. Y'all rock. Thank you. Good freaking job, Doug. I agree. We're really something. Go back into the podcast dome. Go back in your hole, Doug. What is the what, wait? Aren't we in the dome? Why so, would he no, be? In no, the dome? Oh my no, god! Oh my no, god! I, we're, I, all right, we're, we're in the um, we're on top of the podcast dome. Oh, we are. Okay, we're atop the podcast dome, and he's like Scotty in the engine room. He's down there. I have something that will Don't delight all of you. Um, yes, timely reference. I have uh, something from the field, though. I have fresh information from the field. Is it from um, Farmageddon? No, it is not. It is from Las not that Vegas. Kind of I've been waiting to tell you guys this ever since I got back from Las Vegas and forgot to do it on the show Tuesday. Circa, <laughs> Circa has the um, the distinguished honor of hosting Brent Musburger's podcast. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> because Brent Musburger has a podcast. Yeah. Wait, what is Circa? Circa is a downtown casino um, and yeah, a pretty wait, nice what one. What it used to be? Yeah. Uh, nothing. It's, it's like brand new. It's completely built oh. up i believe it is all its own thing um gross and he has his own it was previously occupied by the las vegas club hotel casino the mermaids casino and the glitter gold oh Street. my god they tore down mermaids for this yes so spencer oh. is completely wrong please go ahead i i, I, figured, wrong. I figured there wasn't a lot of free space downtown in las vegas but i was gonna go with it yes but there is circa occupies this slot and in it they have uh, above the gaming floor, right, and, and the sports book, they have Brent Musburger's like podcasting cube. He has this like transparent box. I know it smells crazy in there. 
<laughs> Brent's just did there with like the thickest joint like you've a, ever they seen. have a Musburger like a enclosure. Blood. Yeah, they have a Musburger enclosure so that you can go see Brent Musburger just getting off hot takes like live. Like, and, and you can, and I hope there's a little sign that's like. Like a koala, Musburger actually sleeps many more hours of the day than people expect. Yeah. If he's sleeping, do not knock on the glass. <laughs> I don't know what the industrial cleaning process was like before they built this new facility, but I will say that Mermaids is the only casino or facility of any kind in the world where I have reached my hand into a coin return and pulled out what felt like a handful of human ashes. <laughs> oh, that's, that's cool. That's what Mima would have wanted. <laughs> so you, so you mean, so you're things that were pebbly. So you're saying you won? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Um, I won Mima. Three skulls came up on the machine, and so all of a sudden, you, it just started did, spitting human ash. Did you see oh, Musburger in his enclosure? No, this was when Mermaids was still a thing. No, no, no. no. Sorry, I meant for Spencer. Did Spencer see Musburger? Oh, sorry. I thought you were talking. No, I did not see Musburger. This was actually a friend of the program, Bill Bardwell, who excitedly ran up to me and was like, oh, my God, you have to see the Bill. You have to see the Brett Musburger cube. You know, it's all fun and games until Brett Musburger throws his poop at you. The must. That's like the Musborg. He used to do that. It's, it's the cube. Like, you can fire a gun at it, but it only works once. <laughs> Then he adapts. I like that you're describing it like it's Magneto's prison. <laughs> That's what I have in mind. <laughs> that he's too dangerous. His takes are too hot. And he has to be confined to this box. Well, you are looking him. live at me. We should have killed him when we had the chance. Hello, Charles. <laughs> That's it. He's like, it's like Loki. It's like Loki in the enclosure, right? Like, oh, he's behind me now. Ah, I felt the for only it. metal he can manipulate is colloidal silver. <laughs> <laughs> Just chips. He's like, I could do anything with poker chips, I could do but only poker the, the, chips. The gambit of poker chips. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think they even let him onto the strip? Does he have like a tether to Fremont Street? I hope so. I hope. <laughs> I hope he has like some sort. Of, I hope he has one of those collars from science fiction dystopian novels where they're like, Looking it'll explode dog. if he goes outside this. <laughs> Uh, may may we now please discuss eh. the arm the bowl? Oh god! Oh god! <laughs> yes. <laughs> something happened. Oh yeah. my god! Like yeah. where where would you like to begin? Uh, and maybe the silliest game I've like not again. We talked about this on on Tuesday's show. Still not sillier than what Miami did, but it is very very silly indeed. It's it's pretty robustly silly. Yeah. Um, yes, let's, so let's, let's start with the punt. Can we start with the last punt of the game? Okay, let's. sure. So with Auburn leading 24, 20 and about five minutes left in the game, uh, they force, uh, Bama into a three and out, which I think at that point was their second consecutive three and out. And, and Bama had been struggling to score, all second half. They had a field goal in their first drive. They missed a field goal in their second. Uh, they were just just really sputtering. They kick a punt that the Auburn returner like goes to fair catch and does like an America's Funniest Home Videos slip without like without any cause. Just sort of like falls falls right on his butt. And turns the ball over to Auburn, uh, to Bama, I should say, at the Auburn 30. 
So this is automatically like the biggest play of the night for for Bama. What happens after that, friends? Where do you want to go from here? So many things happened. So on that drive, man, let's get this 100% right. Okay. Do you want to uh, skip to the third and 20? Uh, yeah, there's a <laughs> – so Jalen Milrow, there's a – on. actually, let's start at second and 11 because something okay. really funny happens there. Okay, sure. Right? Uh, which – at that point, there's second and 11. Then Milrow gets sacked and it becomes third and 20. Yes. Uh, and then Jalen Milrow manages to scramble. A brilliant scramble, by the way. All the way up past the QB spy who took... If you go back and watch, there is a QB spy on the play. And man, he is he's he's optimistic. We'll come <laughs> back to that QB spy. Yeah. Yeah, we'll come yep. back to that. But they are spying him. And this QB spy takes a very optimistic angle. On him like i'm that fast he was not that fast and jalen milrow gets 19 yards down the field to the 10 where he absolutely hammers an auburn defender who makes a great play and limiting it to a fourth and one and not a first and 10 uh and then pays the price badly for it on fourth and one alabama gets it hey it's 143 and alabama has the ball at the seven anybody else want to take it from here so so they 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 pull a nifty play on the fourth and one too. Like yeah. they make it look like they're gonna run a tush push, but they pitch it instead and get uh, three yards off the edge. Kind um, of a teasing the butt. But yes, tease. correct. Yes. yes. Um. So first and goal, they run for a loss of one yard. Again, they're in field goal range where they can potentially tie this game and send it to overtime. Second down is where things get very silly. On second and goal from the Auburn eight, uh, Jalen Milrow's in the shotgun. The snap comes. Jalen Milrow is not prepared for it, and it's not a very good snap. Does anyone remember where this ball ends up? It ends up, I believe, at the Auburn 26. That's correct. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And it's still goal to go. Um, There is a play I forgot about that happens in between here. Uh, But... There's some discussion at this point about, like, you know, whether what Auburn's strategy should be and how they should sort of proceed because they are down four. So I'm sorry, I misspoke previously. They're down four, but they have all their time out. So it's sort of like, should you kick a field goal and try an onside kick? You can potentially still get a stop, et cetera, et cetera. On third and goal from the Auburn 26, what happens then? Some shit that I have never seen before. Go ahead. Uh, so Jalen Milrow rolls out, uh, approaching the sideline. Um, it, it. I don't recall a spy on him at this point. The the spy was uh, the toggle was flipping on and off randomly. It seemed, um, and he had a lot of room to run. He probably could have gained fifteen yards if he'd taken off, um, but he crosses the line of scrimmage, sets to throw and then hops back onto the, <laughs> like, back across the line of scrimmage that he mm-hmm. just crossed, and his arm was behind the line when he threw. Um, and it was a situation where everyone just sort of thought, are you allowed to just redeclare yourself a passer by going back across the line? <laughs> not it. <laughs> it turns like out you're not. <laughs> like it's the cha-cha slide. Yeah. <laughs> he he one hop that time. Time to pass now, y'all. Two hops that time. 
And so we all discovered, thanks to his ingenuity, that uh, you actually cannot do that. Uh-huh. Um, but the yardage accrued by that penalty turned out to be critical for Alabama. <laughs> okay, so that was a loss of five yards and a loss of down. And it also required a uh, – Bama had to burn a timeout or loot, or there would be a 10-second runoff, I guess because, like, it's similar to um, intentional grounding where, like, the ball should have still been – the clock should have still been live or the clock was live when the when the penalty was thrown. So then we get to fourth and goal at the Auburn 31 where everyone is just shoveling dirt on this game for Alabama because they're down four. And now it's like even if they wanted to kick a field goal, it would be a 48-yard field goal. They don't have enough timeouts left. They, you know, they'd be counting on making a field goal and getting an onside kick. Like, they're just fucking toast. Let's start with what Auburn does on defense in this situation. <laughs> did, did we count the timeout here, by the way? That, that, uh, that, that. Yeah, sure, sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, did we count the timeout? That, that, no, that... I, have, I haven't said that. No. Okay, so uh, they come out. They flash. Well, Auburn flashes. Alabama flashes what they're going to do on offense, mm-hmm. what they're going to show. And Georgia Tech does the same. Or I'm sorry. Um, I'm looking Jesus, at a box dude. score. I know. Uh, and Auburn does the same. And Auburn calls a timeout because they want to talk it over well surely they came up with a really good plan like let's get a little bit of pressure on Jalen milrow um let's try to you know if if he runs around whatever that's not a big deal there's no way he's going to scramble for a 31 yard touchdown so let's you know let's pressure him and otherwise keep our guys back deep is that what is that the plan they came up with two rushers and a spy baby okay (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) but but that leaves eight guys to uh-huh. cover, to uh-huh. cover, you know it's not eight guys going out for a pass, right? Traditionally, like yeah. it can't be. That's but that's you know, not. Do you know what it does leave? What does, does it leave? Anybody, anybody know what it left? Please, anybody. So Isaiah Bond. In my opinion, it left Isaiah Bond. <laughs> but the the idea is that that in the in that situation. With uh, a fourth and what? Fourth and thirty-one. Fourth and thirty-one. Yeah. Yes. Fourth and yep. thirty-one. Functionally, right? It's fourth and goal, yeah, but it's fourth and thirty-one. It's fourth and a Milrow. <laughs> that one would not leave a man behind you. Uh, that, that you would have some help on your receiver. No, you ain't. You ain't got any of this shit. He's one on one, and Bond gets Bond gets the better of him, and catches the pass. We that, well, hold on. Yeah. We should also like. I have not gone back to count, but if if you had to estimate, how much time do you think Jalen Milrow had in this pocket with again two rushers and one spy who was not doing anything other than sort of shadowing him horizontally? About a year. So like, <laughs> it it it's difficult to say that the eight on five was a matchup problem for the defense Mm -hmm. but considering the amount of time those five had to scamper around Mm -hmm. quite evidently it was and the fact that um jayla monroe threw a perfect pass yes in the back corner excellently positioned by the receiver as well the catch is something daniel moore would have painted it was a beautiful Beautiful slow motion catch. Oh, the the keepsakes that this is going to get turned into, oh, the yeah. Christmas oh, gifts yeah. that dads in 
Alabama will be receiving up Daniel Moore and make him paint this. Yes, the the blankets that will be woven depicting this moment. Oh, that's what you're all getting for Christmas. You're getting woven Isaiah Bond Afghans. I'm warning you now. Grandma, I know you'd want the nightmare and Jordan hair, so I got it for you. <laughs> <laughs> the unanswered prayer. The unconfessed sin of Hugh Freeze's at Jordan Hur. Like, this is the most Auburn way to win a football game. From yes. you got the ball in this position in the first place off the stupidest muffed punt possible to you converted you can you turned third and 20 into fourth and one and turned that into a first down to fourth and goal from the fucking 31 mm -hmm. you threw a touchdown strike yep like and and it would be uh, just uh jamie howard in the comments yes airbrushed on a beach towel is the correct medium for for an alabama <laughs> victory scene <laughs> um yeah this was uh quite evidently you have forsaken Auburn Jesus. Uh, there is a decision you made in the offseason. Everyone told you what you were doing, but you did it anyway. You hired Hugh Freeze. Um, quite whole evidently. Thing, whose whole thing is Hugh Freeze can win this game. Yeah, yeah. You hired the guy because he, uh, his entire resume is having beaten Nick Saban a couple times. That's right. And uh, he didn't do that. He didn't you, do you that. He didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they, they didn't come close to doing that. Well, actually, they did they come close. They, they came, came within. They came within a fourth. Close. They came within a fourth and thirty-one of doing that. Yeah. They they came. We yeah. would have lost. Brother lost by forty. Close to lose. Too close to winning this game. Even for your streak of said just saying things. That's that's a nice. <laughs> like I'm saying, if they want a real coach, they're gonna go get Eric Mangini. Spencer just went full Bama fan. We just beat the hell out of you. <laughs> I did. <laughs> Didn't. <laughs> Well, it's a W, baby. We count it. <laughs> they almost covered because after all of these shenanigans, yes, there yes. was then a defensive touchdown. Um, very nearly. Should have gone for two and tried to cover. Wait, frankly, something but... dumb happened after that? Oh, yeah, yeah. It got even dumber. Oh, yeah. yeah, Bama oh, yeah. won by nine. If you just look at the score, you're like, oh, they had a little bit of a tough game, but, you know, not much of a problem. Well, it, it, wait, they didn't, they didn't count this, this interception, did they? They didn't count the run back, I don't think. Oh right, right, right. I, I yeah, sorry, but sorry, but right, it came. Right. It Bama came, won by three. Yes. Bama won by three. Yes. I apologize. Yes, but indeed on the on on Auburn's last two plays of the game, Peyton Thorne took a sack that was nearly a fucking safety, and then from the one yard line threw a pick that got ran back to the Auburn three. But yeah. but again, like for a brief take, moment, with that it stuck in my head. If you take it. that last throw away, Auburn nearly beat Alabama with a starting quarterback whose passing line up until that point was five of 15 for 91 yards with one touchdown and one pick that almost did it. <laughs> yeah. Quality football game. Incredible. Awesome. Oh, game. <laughs> yeah. No notes. I mean, was it as good as Iowa and Nebraska? Absolutely not. <laughs> I mean, absolutely not. Like, please, please, expectations, babe. please yeah, let's get fair. to that game next, but, Every single year, the, the, this this day is just awesome because Ohio State Michigan is always completely watchable, even when it's a blowout. Same for the Iron Bowl, even when it's a blowout. And you have a million other things that it's just like, oh my god, I'm catching up on all these things. And then you know, the then the late window, there's so much going on. Apple Cup was uh, down to the like, yeah, okay. So Iowa Nebraska, yeah. um, 
<laughs> My God, what a football game. So uh, I mean, entered with the lowest total in the history of um, anyone tracking that sort of thing. The like fifth time. Musburger. Fifth time. In my box. <laughs> According to uh, information uh, hack from Musburger's InfoCube. Uh, yeah. Jason, way to manifest this, by the way. You've been... Oh You've been God. putting the psychic work <laughs> in for this all year, and to see it deliver like this was just—that's gotta be gratifying. Very... I think, I think, I think Iowa and Nebraska were eager to oblige for what it's worth. <laughs> Ten pin in the final minutes. The nightmare scenario looms. We go to overtime. Yeah, and they're gonna go over. They almost can't help, can't help going over, right? In that situation, uh, if twenty-four point five is the number, but then. <laughs> Iowa uh, sets up for a field goal and trots out a kicker who had not kicked at all the whole year. So uh, so the nightmare scenario looms again because clearly this guy's going to miss it. He doesn't kick. Uh, but no, nails it. One, was... one swing all year, one, one, win, uh, one, one win to get to 10 wins on the season. He should retire. Yeah. Never kick a ball And again. the undercashes. This, this was after... Each team threw a pick in the last two minutes of the game. Both of them brutal picks. Both of them just backbreakingly terrible picks. Um, there was a baffling moment with the clock, and this game was in Nebraska at Memorial Stadium, where like at one point when Nebraska had the ball in the last like four minutes or so, um, the clock just didn't run for like a twelve second period, and sure enough, when Iowa got the ball back, like they basically they basically were able to get in position to make this field goal very easy because they had a little bit of extra time. There there was a moment in this game, Ryan, where at the end Kirk Ferentz was interviewed and he started tearing up. And I know yeah. people were and I know people said, Oh man, he's just so emotional and cares so much about his kids. And I'm I'm, I'm sure that to some extent is is partially true. However, I also saw those tears and I thought of every scene in a movie about a serial killer where he's looking at like <laughs> where he's looking at the detective who he's bound in like the final act and he's like if you could just see don't the grandeur you, of my plan see, don't you understand what we're building here detective <laughs> when i become the butterfly <laughs> you and i you and i we we're are, the same we are art <laughs> those other people don't understand us the world is our palette <laughs> they like they like big numbers. Uh, you and I understand. About the earlier voices, because these are worse. We've whittled it down to the bones. We're going to go under. Time is the only thing that binds us, Detective, and that's why I refuse to score more than 12 points. We're going to go down there. We're going to go under, don't you see? Uh, five fumbles in this game, 14 punts, multiple block two, field goals. Two block field goals, both of which were short. Both of which were like <laughs> sub 35 yard field goals. Passing uh, 11 for 28 and 15 for 28. Fucking beautiful. <laughs> Nebraska rush for two and a half yards to carry. Oh my Absolute God. perfection. Uh, long rush for Nebraska of 14. Kept Nebraska out of a bowl game, which now, this was a stat I saw, and I haven't checked to see. I assume it's true because somebody put it on television. Nebraska has the longest active bowl drought of any Power 5 team. Fuck. There are a lot of Power <laughs> 5 teams that you don't think about, like, oh, they go to bowls a lot. Yeah. Well, mm -hmm. yeah, Indiana's been to one. 
Kansas has been to one, you know. When, uh, I, like, I, Vanderbilt went to a bowl game more recently than Nebraska. Rutgers oh, kind of goes all the time these days. Yeah, it's just easy work. Light work for Rutgers who got fucking killed by Maryland. But whatever. Got annihilated. <laughs> Mike, Mike Loxley was like, yo, that guy over there, he looks real drunk and there's a lot of cash in his pockets. Let's go talk to him. See how this goes. When you stagger in, when you stagger into uh, November Maryland's house and they're hungry and haven't had a win in a while, oh baby, it's time. It's time to eat. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com Ohio, uh, or uh, excuse me, <clears throat> Iowa, Iowa, Michigan. Uh, someone's, someone said the early line is looking like uh, 21. <laughs> so so I guess we're calling for 21-0. Is that the, is that the plan? This is, this is going to be the two tribes meeting and going, we will decide this game by headbutt. You send your strongest skull. You also send your strongest skull. We meet here at the boulder, and together we will butt heads until one of them dies. Did you see Brian Ferentz, by the way, in a logoless gear? Oh, you mean like when you start a, a Grand Theft Auto game and you can't afford anything yet? Yeah. yeah. His, his, little, his little protest against Iowa being like, no, man, I'm calling this game for me, Brian Ferentz. I'm no, no stops. No, no, no caution. I'm throwing that all to the wind. I'm going to call the same bullshit I've been calling all year in my final game ever calling play. I choose to believe he got banned from uh, the student wash facility. And it's just like wearing whatever's clean. He's already out of the office. They're like, yeah, yeah he, his key card doesn't even work. We I don't know how he got in the that stadium. Weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, are we sure it's a protest on his part? Was this this kind of thing where they're like, please, please don't let him wear, wear our logo anymore? <laughs> We I'm now dark, Brian. That's why shit. I wear the black. Dying. 
Uh, Iowa, you were beautiful. You've won 10 games. No one really understands how. Perfect. Uh, you're going to win team. your bowl game. I don't give a fuck who you play. You're going to beat them in the bowl game. Yeah, you're, do it. You're just awesome. I hope the Big Ten West, I hope they change their minds and keep it. It sucks so bad. <laughs> I hope we just keep records for the Big Ten West, even though there isn't a Big Ten West. Put, like put, we just compare them all and anoint a champion at the end of every season. Like we should do with the Coastal. Like so, it's the yeah. same so shit. UCLA goes in the Big Ten West. Um, Oregon and Washington, you go in the East. USC... You're pretty bad, so you go in the Big Ten West, okay? That's how we're doing it. Here, Here is a cruel thing I have just discovered looking at the standings. So Iowa obviously had this, like, very public point total thing they had to hit for Brian Ferentz. Point average, but point total works out the same way. Uh, for Brian Ferentz to uh, keep his job. Didn't come close. Would need uh, doing some quick math. 109 points in the Big Ten Championship in their bowl game combined. They I need believe like in... six more games to do. I believe that, right? in them. Oh, oh yeah. I, 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 I haven't, I, I, I haven't updated the math. But going into this game, I looked at what their average was, and if they played a 17 game NFL se- season, <laughs> they would still have fallen just short. Of the total number of points, they maybe the greatest football team ever. But, I'm entertaining. Yeah. Here's the here's the br- here's here's what really is brutal about being a Nebraska Hornhusker fan. Iowa Big Ten West champion, ten game winner, two hundred and sixteen points scored on the year. Every other team in the Big Ten West, including Minnesota, who uh, lost the axe today, including Illinois, who missed out on a bowl game including Purdue, who didn't have a great year. All of them have far more than 216 points, except Nebraska, who has exactly 216 points scored in games this season. They are exactly the same as Iowa, except with all the wins. Mm. Half as many. (laughs) Oh, God, they are perfect in their own little way. Um, Can I talk about... Kentucky Louisville. What if we said fun. no? That was no, seriously, that was the game of the day. Okay. Until the Iron Bowl. Okay. Yeah. It was it, no, it whipped. This game was awesome. Yeah. Flurry like Flurry's of points back and forth at one point. Uh Louisville scores two straight touchdowns, goes up 24-14. You think, oh man, Louisville might be pulling away here. Ah! Ah! Kentucky. It goes two passes, scores. They they go back and forth. There's a couple of turnovers. Uh, but the thing that really made this game, besides a 38-31 win for Kentucky, possibly the last in the Mark Stoops era, is this. Every time I looked over, Kentucky was motherfucking putting those L's down as hard as humanly possible. Like, they would t- they would rush for negative two yards on a play, pop up, L's down, L's down, L's down. <laughs> a Kentucky player put L's down in the face of Jack Harlow. <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> like went over to him on the sideline and was like, "Hell's down, bitch!" Ah! Do Do you think that's what won A and M's eye? I think that may have been it. They're like, "That's a lot like horns down." My God, get him on the horn. <laughs> Call him. Like the oh, deal I- was the deal was done on the sideline. <laughs> like they just texted Mark Stoops, like, "You up?" And he's like, "I'm out." Hey, do you think you can do that with one more finger? <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not the first time I've heard that request. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was so good because I th- I really think the thing that won that game 
uh, for Kentucky was hating the other team more. They were like they were so absolutely <laughs> jacked to just beat the shit out of Louisville on even the smallest of plays. An absolute delight. People in the stands, they, they, lo- caught- they love doing this shit whenever Louisville's like, wow, what a fun, good season for Louisville. It's like, what have we crapped in your house? <laughs> yeah, top 10 Louisville against Kentucky is... Are they 0-3 this millennium? Something, it's uh, something that like that. That might be right. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Just Louisville buys a new car, puts it in the driveway, and Kentucky's like, I'm about to key the shit out of that. <laughs> why? <laughs> I didn't do anything to you. It's funny. That's why. Because fuck funny. them. Yeah, I mean, again, like, it. are you not hearing A&M all throughout this? Because your basketball team sucks. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> Since when does that matter? Fuck you. I decide when it matters. <laughs> Just, a, just, uh, I l- absolutely love the enthusiasm of the hatred there. Um, just, just absolute spite in all directions. If that is the way that Mark Stoops Kentucky's era ends, man, what, what a, a fitting, perfect finale to uh, the trademark that he instilled in that team, which is, fuck everyone. They're they're a great fuck everyone team. I mean, the drives in the fourth quarter of this game ended with a forty-six yard field goal. A fumble, a very, a very stupid fumble, uh, a touchdown, f- turnover on downs, an interception, a touchdown, a touchdown, a uh, interception. Yeah, it was chaos. Like, yeah, there was a lot. A lot happened here. <laughs> there was a lot happening. And after all of it, good or bad, a Kentucky player popped up and was like, L's down, bitch! L's down! <laughs> Small baby, L's down <laughs> in your face. It was oh, it was a delight. It was everything, everything that a rivalry game should be. So 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 Louisville has not won this game since 2017. God, <laughs> sorry. And they, they and they. I'm sorry. It, this is on their website, so I, I'm allowed to say it. They haven't won this game at home since it was still called Papa John's Cardinal Stadium. Wow. Yeah. Yikes. Scott Satterfield wasn't it, man. I know Brom lost this game, but goddamn, dude. I don't. I no. I, I think this is more about Kentucky. you. Got you got to like the future for Louisville overall. Yes. Oh yeah. No, no. This is like this is get get one while the getting's good. Cause... I'm sorry. Local news here was just just showed the the Auburn passed again, and it's just it's funnier every time. It's absolutely funnier every time. <laughs> because it happened to Hugh Freeze. It did happen to Hugh Freeze. It did happen to Hugh Freeze right when he had, like, I'll show all of them who made fun of me after New Mexico State beat the shit out of us. Do you know how long it's going to take him to get down to our tweets before he calls Godfrey? That's yeah. a really good point. That's so much to wade through. We can the search column is so full. <laughs> I want that DM. I want that, like, why do you wish things I'll, bad I'll, things? I'll, I'm praying for you. Why yeah, do you he still legit thinks Godfrey is my boss, which is very funny to me. Why because would you... every time I tweet about Hugh, he texts Godfrey. Why would you wish bad things on someone I don't know? Have you seen you? Brush a brush a bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did um did anyone watch uh, Apple Cup? I, I did. What? Uh, yeah, a good bit of it. I only saw the end, which was bizarre. Um, tr- uh, like bittersweet, I guess, because like, oh, what a cool season for Washington, but also like, ugh, I hate the yeah. you know Washington State that their time in. The Pac-12 ends like this, and then they're not going bowling. And uh, you know, one the team that abandoned them in this conference that they're not able to uh, to complete the upset. But you know, great for Washington. The final it's- minute was bizarre. 
Uh, Washington had the ball in the red zone, mm-hmm. only needed a field goal to win, and they're chucking it into the end zone. And um, Michael Penix almost thrown picks, yeah. nearly yep. threw two inter- should have thrown two interceptions, um, at least one. One one would have been a tough catch, but one should have been picked off. And like it was very confusing because they were they weren't just like running to set up the game winning field goal. They were instead so so their kicker. The story there is that their kicker, who I think got a scholarship after this game, um, has been uh, inconsistent. Uh, let's okay. say, gotcha. Yeah. Over the last over the last month or so, like he was the the field goal he made in this game was, let's see, he he went one of two in this game. He missed a kick against Oregon State in a two point in a game that ended up being a two point game. He missed from he missed a makeable kick against Utah. Like he he just hasn't been super reliable for them. So the I think this are accusing more... me of showing me too much trust in college kickers. He hit correct. the game winner, so clearly he did I hit, he did the, the correct amount winner, of trust. So, so you were correct. Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, um, he is ten of thirteen on the year. It's not bad, which yeah. is fine. There was yeah. a there was a wild fourth and one conversion on a play where. They pitched to like the receiver running an end around off of a fake dive. They and ac- they ran that from like their own twenty eight. And according that to Kalen, De- according to Kalen DeBoer, that play that is a true option. It was not predetermined. Penix made that read, and that was that. In other words, yeah, it looked insane. That was also a designed play. That that's all part of the plan. All part of the plan. A designed play that could have gone up the middle, but. Um, Penix on the fly decided, nah, we're gonna do the whole other thing. We're gonna we're gonna do the even weirder looking thing, even bolder, more aggressive thing. I, I I will say the the Wazoo defense played with their hair on fire. Like they played a great game. They they made so many good stops against this Washington team, and like really kept the kept the Cougs in it for a long time and. Yeah, like I don't know. I'm not necessarily. I wasn't necessarily rooting for one thing or the other to happen, but it was a bummer to see Washington State play this well after a very up and down season, and not be able to pull it out at the end. Even yeah. though it's it's like it's fine for Washington, the Pac-12 championship game is going to be really entertaining. Yeah, maybe it's a bummer because I'm not sure Washington even needed this game. If you beat Oregon twice, you're probably in anyway. So, you know, yeah. maybe we could have spread the good feelings. Oh, but, but at the same time, like, let's not invite, like, the playoff committee to chew on that. They're going to they're gonna have a – they're probably going to have a situation regardless. But, yeah. Yeah, the Washington is just a wild team. The resume, just based on who they've beaten, is awesome. <laughs> the resume, based on how they look, is uh, perilous, fraught, That's entertaining. Yeah. Sure, absolutely. Very good team, certainly. If they if they beat Oregon, put them in. Obviously, no doubt about it. Um, but just a chaotic, frantic playing to the level of their opponent team every week. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a commenter suggesting the Civil War and Apple Cup are all done after this year. They're not. Uh, Apple no. Cup is getting played. The other one, I don't. I don't think there's been a decision on that, but I know Apple I Cup got extended. Well, Apple through. Cup has been extended, and the other one I know they're talking about. This is wishy washy, but yeah. Go ahead. So, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, no. You're good. Oh, you no, no, you hang up. Oh, it's a polite off. Ugh. All right, I'll do mine quickly. Um, Damn it, JMU and Jacksonville State get to go bowling, even though 
the NCAA has all their nonsense rules because there won't be enough six and six teams or six win teams. Credit to Brett McMurphy for that. That's it. Go ahead, Holly. Oh, my thing was about the Apple Cup, so we can move on. Yeah. By the way, live action currently rocketing to bowl eligibility. That's the Cal Bears, baby. <laughs> Twenty to seven over UCLA. Cal's currently at five and six. And uh, for reasons and through mechanisms that God uh, of any dimension cannot understand, they are leading UCLA 20 to 7. I was called this morning in the Channel 6 chat, by the way. <laughs> this, of course, because we are we are a pro Bears podcast, even if it defies reason. Uh, Colorado State also, at least as of now, up 10-7. They need, on Hawaii, they need uh, one more win to get bowl eligible. It was kind of a mixed bag for teams no it wasn't mixed it was just a bad week for teams who needed to get one more game one more win washington state lost florida lost um good i just scrolled i know nebraska um nebraska lost uh byu lost south carolina lost south carolina lost 16-7 uh, they gave them they really hung in they really hung in the first half and i mean hung in the second half too but I think they quoted a stat on the broadcast that said Dabo was something like <coughs> 34 and one when leading at the half yeah. or 36 and four, something insane like that. You better buy stock in Clemson because we're barely yeah, beating the South Carolina team six. that they... can't defend us to freeze. <laughs> what, what just happened? I had to burst into Dabo. Ew. Meanwhile, you see <laughs> Nice. We love it. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, UCF, NIU, Rice, Syracuse, uh, ODU. We had some bowl eligibles come in today. Louisiana, Virginia Tech, blowing out Virginia, and then uh, taking a picture on the field. And then the sprinklers went off, which yeah. I, I, you know, it, <laughs> that's possibly scheduled to just happen. Like, Virginia seems very fussy about their grass. It's probably like, it must be watered at this time. Or or someone said, get those assholes off our field. I don't know. Either way, it's a great photo. I mean, it, it's fun. It's funnier if somebody pressed the button, right? I think, I think it's funnier if it was just scheduled. And because, like, I mean, it's Virginia. Okay. Do they really care? Why would you expect anyone to be on the field? Yeah, it's Virginia. Oh, see, uh, the uh, the Mountain West thing. So, <laughs> we don't know who's going to be in the Mountain West Championship. <laughs> because, it's all it's uh, all down to the computers, baby. The BCS is so fucking back. San Jose State, UNLV, and Boise State are six and two, and it'll come down to some mysterious combination of computers to determine which two of them go to the conference title game. We got to bring back divisions. Fuck this shit. Like one year without divisions. And I'm like, no, no, we need, we need some order and stability. Um, yes. Bring back the ACC coastal and the big 10 West and all of it. We're going back to divisions. Uh, I was going to say the big 12, like somebody at the big 12 had written out like 3,800 words about like how the tiebreaker broke down. And then Oklahoma state came back and won. And it was just like, Oh, it's just Texas, Oklahoma state. That's it. Yeah. As simple as possible. So the, the mountain West is using uh, Anderson and Hester, Kali, Massey, and Wolf for BCS computers to <laughs> oh. to determine their conference championship. I think I think that we should just ignore all math and crown Iowa State champions of the Big Twelve because the most Big Twelve game is Farmageddon, and they won it tonight. So, okay, you know it's not the conference we're talking about, right? I thought you were talking about the Big Twelve. We talked about both, sorta. Yeah. Have compromise so Spencer can feel better. Iowa State Mountain West champion. Mountain West champion. Okay, I'm in on that. Oh, those gorgeous mountains of Iowa. (laughs) 
when the cyclones come rolling down the mountains. Mm, the they, Iowa skyline. Go ski Iowa. You can't actually ski Iowa. It's like a it's hill. It's just it's walking. Yeah. Shred that Iowa gnar. <laughs> uh, Arizona, 9-3, and three, beating the fuck out of Arizona State, 59-23. Kind Top of, fifteen Arizona, and it folks. and it wasn't it wasn't as close as it makes it sound there. Like that game was like fifty to seven, and then I think Arizona was like, "Yeah, we're done. We're good." So if A and M hired Jed Fish, would they be excited about that? Would that be more exciting than Mark Stoops? Would that be exciting? He plays tennis. They will be suspicious of him. Oh, uh, okay. Mm. Yeah. Seems fishy. Yeah. But but does he play tennis in like a I do cocaine way? Wait, can you even play tennis outside of College Station? You're just going to bake to the pavement. That's a good point. No, that's that's seasoning. That's how we heat our coach to perfection. Ah, they're gonna they're gonna clay fire him. Yeah, that's our that's clay fired excellence. RC Slocum was nothing before we clay fired him. Then he started oh, winning all those games. Sorry, have it. Yeah. He was Richard C. Slocum, and then you know we clay fired him, and he became <laughs> RC. UConn won the Cumball. Uh... <laughs> Scroll through scores. Uh, Syracuse, Syracuse, that was on the CW game, by the way. Uh, 35-31 classic mm-hmm. against Wake Forest in which mm-hmm. bowl eligibility was obtained. Again, another banger on the CW. They pretty much, every single game they broadcast this season, absolutely perfect. If you wanted the national title game to matter, you would put it on the CW. because <laughs> If you wanted anyone transcendent. to watch it. Yeah, if you wanted anyone to watch it, <laughs> you put it on the CW. So Jonathan Smith is leaving Oregon State to take the Michigan State job. Mm-hmm. How many yards do you think Michigan State put up in a forty-two to zero loss to Penn State? Eleven. You are not as ridiculously far off as you might think. The answer is fifty-three. <laughs> what on one big play or or one quarter or what? Uh, they they got 53, 53 yards on forty seven uh, plays run, <laughs> and looking at let's see they had a twelve yard all right they had two big pass plays. There's a thirty yard pass and a twenty nine yard pass, which means if you take away their two biggest plays of the night, Michigan State finished with negative yards of offense. Penn Man. State meanwhile had five hundred and eighty six. They wanted that junction. Penn State's so bad that they can't be good against Ohio State and Michigan, and they love taking it out on other teams. Like Michigan <laughs> State. On the shittiest teams. They again, again, there's just Maryland and Penn State wandering the gutters of the Big Ten going, who's got money? You look like you have money. <laughs> You're real drunk. Desperate? Yeah, they're uh, like, yeah, you, we're the second-tier teams. You don't want to <laughs> fuck with us if you're not in that good. I'm, I'm the meanest middle boss in Punch Out. <laughs> I'm the first form of the boss. Oh, no, I'm kind of racist. Pop, it's Soda Popinski. <laughs> it's uh, it's um, the the uh, tiger, the tiger guy who could spin. Yes, yeah. That guy's really, re- that guy's yeah. way too hard to be a middle boss. Yeah, but also he's he's not. Yeah. Uh, Northwestern seven and five, the year that I completely wrote this team off considering how horrible they were last year and then uh, having a coaching change unplanned coaching change seven and five confirming once and for all beyond any doubt pat fitzgerald was wildly overrated based on you know having a few okay seasons against 
one of the easiest schedule runs in Northwestern history. Jason, are you saying what we learned is that coaching Northwestern is easy? Coaching Northwestern is nowhere near as hard as Pat Fitzgerald made it look. He was kind of a hardo. Yeah. Like, I believe that he, I believe that he was like, I want the 115th ranked offense because that'll prove that we're tough. Yeah. It's like, what well, if we were, what if we were just kind of good on offense? Like, no, 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 no. I want, I want us to have a hard time taking a poop. I want adversity. <laughs> so I'm eating, I'm eating way too much fiber. You know, you eat a little bit of fiber and it helps you stay regularly way yes. too much and it locks yes. you up. Yeah. I'm going to eat nothing but fiber. I want you to put it in the water supply. You don't want water? No. <laughs> I, want, I want water in the fiber supply. And then I'm going to, I'm going to eat lots of protein bars too. Cause those also lock you up. Uh, I also, I apologize to whoever sent this and uh, I can't credit you, but whoever you are, you're very smart and I appreciate you. Excellent uh, journalism there by Ryan. Oklahoma beat TCU 69-45 and the, the, the score in every quarter, the total of that score was higher than the overall total of Iowa and Nebraska. <laughs> <laughs> and these games were at the same time. Yes, yes. These are the same sport. So damn good. <laughs> Um, uh, there was a fight in Missouri, Arkansas. So I guess maybe we're like one of fifty steps toward making that an actual rivalry worthy of this weekend. Nah. So we need we need to work Sorry, on the football. Fo- yeah, we need to work on the football part. It wasn't the, it wasn't the three fights that happened. In yeah, Tennessee Holly, Vandy. Holly, please explain why there were three <laughs> fights in Tennessee Vandy, a game that was not close. Like, why were there three fights? Because uh, it's rivalry week. And there, it, it, it instill, this game instills a particular form of dread because we should never lose to these cake eaters, and sometimes we do. And uh, there, it was what started first of all, SEC refs, which have been terrible omnidirectionally all season. I'm not, I'm not putting it. All, all teams have gotten bad calls. Um, that said, when it happens in your direction, it's very funny. There was just a blatant no call on a late hit on Vandy's quarterback that I didn't think was all that bad. Mm. Um, Clark Lee kicked things off himself by hollering with the refs until the get back guy pulling Clark Lee back to the sidelines, by the way, was not an assistant coach. It was a Vanderbilt police officer. Yeah, it was a cop. <laughs> yeah. Um, or at least it was someone dressed in items of clothing that said Vanderbilt Police Department. Uh-huh. Um, so Clark teed off on the refs, who were terrible and have been terrible all season. And this crew is, listen, Wes Rucker nailed it earlier this week when it was announced that this particular crew was going to be in charge of this game. Uh, Wes has sent them to the effect that the league chose violence. And boy, was that prescient because on the very next play, and the subsequent two plays after that, there was so much extracurricular hitting and chippiness on and on the second play. I think the second one was my favorite. It was like a fight in three acts because there were bench clearing brawls on three consecutive plays is what I'm trying good. to get to. The second one was my favorite because I don't even think the Tennessee sideline knew what happened on the second play Vandy you just see Vandy's entire bench come charging across the sideline and there is no Tennessee player even out as far as the numbers and you can cut, they cut it close and you can see the offensive line um 
who were in once again a brand new configuration this week. I think they said we've had nine different starters on O-line this year. And you can see them kind of hanging back like we we are too old for this shit. Like but what is happening? We can't be more hurt than we are right now. It was it was it was very much that attitude from the sideline was very much like, hey, you, you ain't gotta be like that. <laughs> y'all they y'all calm to, down. They got to hype at one point and he's just kind of standing there and twiddling his thumbs. But my favorite part, the next time a bad no call happens and the players charge the field again, Clark Lee, instead of going to get his players off the field, goes running straight to the refs. Like turns heel and goes running straight to teacher. I have no respect for you, and I hope your bus ride home is really, really long, you enormous bitch. <laughs> oh, it was, <laughs> it was, it's, it's a very, very, very stupid game, and I, it's an ad, don't, it's an attitude that I love. Like, if, if we are not going to beat Florida again in my lifetime, and it appears that we are not, I wish we'd just start slinging helmets at them. At one point, they cut to a, a group of either walk-ons or recruits. They were wearing, like, Tennessee branded street clothes on the sideline. And they're just openly pointing and laughing like it was a sightseeing expedition. Um, also, oh, also, the new Smokey tried to bite the drum major. Mm-hmm. And I think almost bit a ref. Uh, anyway, it was a beautiful, it was a beautiful, beautiful end of the season at Neyland. Um, it was, it was Tennessee Vandy. That's a busy game. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot going on for a blowout. Yeah, that all took place in like the third quarter, by the okay. way. Like, th- no, 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 it was the second quarter. They weren't even down that bad. They were down like 24 to 12 or something. And they were already this bad. And to be clear, it was a no call that should have been called on Tennessee that set this off. But that crew, that crew wasn't calling shit all game. At one point, they called. They, they called, like, offsetting fouls for multiple Vandy players and one Tennessee player, um, which I didn't know was a thing you could do. Um, but like they, I, they, did they wait? Is it just one equals one no matter how many you add to the one? Is that I don't know, but it, it's it, the math made everyone in the stands mad. That is true, though. Like, as long as you, as long as you have one on each side, it's offset, offsetting, yeah. I love this. You remember a couple years ago when we were like, you know, the ACC refs, they have their own personality and it's bad. The Pac-12 refs have their own personality and it's bad. Big Ten refs have their own personality and it's bad. And we are like, man, the FCC refs, we just kind of know who they are. Since that last batch retired, this entire new batch is cheeks. They need to go. All of them need to go. Like, we got, we got the... Uh, we got the the okayer end of the end of the refing stick today, but that hasn't been the case all season. And uh, they had no control over this game and no desire to execute it. It was fucking stupid. Were any of the calls as outrageous as the one on a kickoff or one on a play in Alabama Auburn, where an Auburn player was face masked as hard as I've ever seen anyone face masked? <laughs> what i'm talking about this entire this entire like new class of sec refs has ugh, they don't have it and they're the call, i don't know if they're afraid of mean tweets or what but they got it they got a nut up the call went to a block in the back on auburn <laughs> yeah yeah the the iron bowl everybody who's chiming in saying the iron bowl refs were trash the iron bowl refs were also trash like no there it's, was Tennessee have my personal least favorite crew, but ugh. I don't. I don't know what the, what the penalty was, and I don't know what I have no context for it at all. All I know is that at one point, Bud was tweeting that 
um, Mike Norvell should punch a ref in the Florida yes. game and no one would blame him for it. And I was no. like, Jesus Christ, he, he what's was, going he on? He was saying this with photos of Norvell talking to that ref. Close so talking like, to him, yeah. Like, 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 you could picture Bud pointing at the photos. Like, I'd swing right here. I'd hit him right in the. I'd hit him right in the nuts. <laughs> give me the, give me the telestrator. Uh, 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 real quick, uh, both Matt Jones and Texags are reporting Stoops is staying at Kentucky. <laughs> oh no! So, good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good for him. Yeah, stay, stay where. If you go eight and four, you're a god. Yes. Yeah, I said this earlier, but I that would be just about the worst example of quality of life plummet that I think we've ever seen yes, in yeah. our time covering the sport. We've, we've said for like a decade that he has one of the best jobs in the sport because he doesn't have to win a whole lot. You hey, you know, it's going to be great. You do have to win a whole lot. Like you, know? you already have generational wealth. And like, at one point you're like, okay, does it matter if my great grandchildren or my great grandchildren three times removed They're have rats anyway? Yeah. yeah those yeah. kids need to get a fucking job and they live on a burnt out earth. So whatever. Yeah. Money's yeah. no good there. You know what? Society Mark's collapsed. This job because of climate change, Ryan. You're absolutely right. Yeah, um, stay, stay north. Be you know what's gonna back. be? You know what's gonna be fun? Being the Texas A&M coach that everyone knows wasn't the first choice. <laughs> <laughs> what a what a cool existence <laughs> that's going to be. I think they got to go get. I think they got to go get Mike Stoops. Yeah. Oh my God. Was the and I we all know how I feel about Mark Stoops and the job he's done there, but. Being the Texas A&M coach who was the second choice to the second most famous Stoops brother. So this is when coaching searches get really fun. Yeah. <laughs> Once everyone knows you're moving down the especially, list. Especially because agents know this. And agents, oh, once blood is in the water, uh-huh. fuck me. <laughs> Like they're gonna be like uh, Mario Cristobal is very excited about this opportunity. Just Ryan, these guys know. <laughs> Ryan Day is still available. That's right. In the Ooh, first round, very... Ryan Day is still available mm-hmm. in the uh-huh. green room. In the green room, sitting there, going, "I can't believe you guys would say that about me. I'm so masculine." I can't believe you called me available. Yeah, yeah. Can I take you back to October fifteenth when? Uh, a certain team beat Miami 41-31, and I thought for a second, you know, every year I'm like, has ah, teams bullshit? And then they beat Miami, and I thought, I don't know, they're 6-0, maybe I'll pay attention. Yeah, today UNC lost to NC State 39-20, yep. finishing 8-4 and four on got the season. None fucking it, trucked. Got abs, got just... Dort. Yeah, got a donkey dropped on him. Like, dort, yeah. son. Like... People are very NC State fans are to varying degrees cranky with uh, Dave Doran because he can't like quite get over the hump at UNC, which just that sentence is fucking insane. But he absolutely owns UNC at this point. He is whooping their ass. This is the third straight time NC State has won this game and where the last two were like, Oh, this is a close back and forth. And Oh, you know, some, some shenanigans had to happen. This one was just stomping on their face. Go tell Steve Smith about that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Never, never, ever believe in UNC. It's always fake. It's always, always, yeah. I'm, I'm totally on board. Like I've come around to several extremely cliched viewpoints this year. Buddies next year. Cause this keeps happening. You know, you know, who can't win the, get the big hit. It's UNC. Yeah, like uh, who can't get the big hit? UNC. You know who doesn't have that dog in them? Ryan Day. I am one hundred percent converted to both of these cliches. Yes. It's it's especially galling because like 
you have other examples of schools who like Iowa State and Oklahoma State both looked fucking dead in the water after a month. And Oklahoma State is going to the Big 12 championship game. And Iowa State went seven and five in a very rough year where like a bunch of starters missed the season because they were suspended for gambling. Like I forgot it, dude. I fucking forgot about that. That's how much has happened. There that, are that hit Iowa as well. Yes. Yeah. In yes. addition to Iowa, like for all our jokes about Iowa, they did have a zillion injuries plus a game. Oh, they're on their like fifth tight end, which is one of the most important spots on the team. Yeah, I was gonna that's say the that's the one they need. Yeah. 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 They only have seventeen on the roster, so <laughs> like there there are just so many examples of teams that can get better as the year gets goes on and can Alabama. figure it out. And like Man, UNC, this just ah, fucking gross. Yeah, they're 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 fake. You should feel bad. Yeah, because you're fake. Yeah, and NC State, by the way, remember, jokes on jokes on you. You know, haha, you go eight and four, nine and three, baby, nine and three, nine and three. Look who's laughing now. It's you, not us. We Uh are too, because but we're laughing with you because you're winners. Everyone's big, awesome winners. You're four and zero on the CW or whatever. Four and zero, is that right? Or is it three and zero? I can't remember. I think it's three and zero. Yeah, I'm we're calling gonna, you five and zero. Ten make and zero. Ten and zero. Nine wins on the season. Ten and zero. Nine and zero on the season. Uh, and also, yes, as many commenters have noted, uh, CM Punk is back in the WWE. <laughs> it'll it'll be fine this time. Um, so, see, it's, see if that's still the case um, by the morning. Um, yes. See what happens first. Hours. The Mountain West figuring out its title game participants or CM Punk getting in a fight with like the son of a 90210 actor and getting fired. Uh, Spencer, can I ask you a question that's going to make you uncomfortable? Uh, sure, buddy. You don't have to get into specifics. Do you know what your Heisman ballot is going to look like as of, as of right now? Um, I do. Okay. Wow. Okay. Like the the whole thing, or or just the number one? Uh, I know the three. You get three. I know yeah. the three. I am pretty certain on the order, but like I haven't, I haven't locked in one, two, three. I know the three though. Okay. Does this feel like the um, either the hardest call in your tenure, or uh, or the one with like the most uh, potential right answers? Um, it is the one with the most potential right answers, but remember, you have to pick the most outstanding player. Yeah. Right. That that's what you have to pick. You have to pick the one that sticks out, uh, like the that most. That means talent. the tallest, right? Yes. <laughs> that's uh, that's my understanding of the definition of the term. You know, um, it, it could also mean physically striking. You know, so you could pick the most handsome one. Sam yeah. Hartman wins the Heisman. <laughs> Ryan, you know I can't talk about this. <laughs> Folks, just look at him. How's that he gonna be... age though? How's he gonna age? Is he gonna look like Ryan Day? If he keep if he if he no goes... no go no. find me a picture of twenty seven year old <laughs> Ryan Day. I guarantee you that's not what he looked like. I'm just scared because Matt Leinart has aged so poorly. Sam yeah, Hartman but... tonight in in uh, Notre Dame's win against Stanford, eight of fourteen. Just like Notre Dame's desire to just be like ah fuck passing passing is boring. We're just gonna run the ball forty eight times. A thing that they did. Each at Stanford. Yeah, that's exactly. Um, yeah, that's it, this is this is I think a, a, like a, a pretty I think it's a satisfying year for Notre Dame. They're pretty happy with it. If you if you had that to be like, can't be right. Yeah, that's you think sure nine and three is satisfying? 
Yeah, yeah, I do for now. I think no, maybe it's not at all. I think no, I just, no, I they, ha- they finally had for once like the quarterback. They had the they quarterback. The they have a kick-ass running back. They had what appeared to be a like legit defense. They had Ohio State on the ropes. Look at where they were after that week one when they just destroyed Navy, and it was like, wow, the table is set, right? Yes, like, yes. They, they were thinking playoff non embarrassment was the goal at that point i think the one that the one that might stick in their crawl there like losing to ohio state they lost that one in heartbreaking fashion <laughs> right sure it's louisville it's the louisville it's louisville game. louisville's yeah. the one where, louisville's the what the fuck one where you go you have still got some reservations about the freeman regime that might be it but the other two like i don't know and you, you lost to clemson which in any other year would be totally acceptable yeah i don't know it's 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 not a pull pull the emergency flip the emergency switch like everything's going up in flames but this is definitely no i think like i i i have a hard time saying like yeah this is like a great season for notre dame it's just ryan i think fine i think also maybe sam hartman's handsomeness has as maybe distorted or uh clouded our judgment on him because you know no it's not that it's just that he wasn't it's that. that it's that so many Notre Dame quarterbacks have been fucking trash. I'm not yeah. saying like, oh my God, Sam Hartman was one of the five best quarterbacks in college football. I'm saying that for Notre Dame, he was an amazing improvement over what they have. Like Ian Book is the best quarterback you can think of in recent Notre Dame memory. <laughs> and a fine quarterback. I, and, can't and I, I know, I know Sam Hartman was a goddamn lot better than Ian fucking Book. Tommy Reese, baby. Listen, <laughs> Tommy, Reese dialed, Tommy Reese dialed up that, the perfect play call on 4th and 31. Yeah, oh, oh, yeah. Who's laughing now? Did you see that smoke? Did you see how see intentional that was? The, Tommy Reese's fingerprints were all over that throw. <laughs> that I, I, as soon as that ball was cut in the, the red air, wire, I, I said, "There's only, there's only one man who could have made that throw, but now there's two. So this is this is a lot like when like you see an AD come up after like the boosters have fired the coach and the AD is like, well, it was a very hard decision, but we felt like we had to make it. That's every coach right after that Bama game in the offensive booth. Like, yeah, great, great job, Tommy. That was <laughs> great, <fucking> call. <laughs> great call. <laughs> Jalen Milrow is like whipping out 19 yard scrambles out of his ass with no protection. And they're like, Tommy Reese, great call. Dialed up a butte there beautifully scripted that is that is my hope like there is by the way one thing we really haven't talked about what the hell does the playoff do with with florida state because like i mean if they win they should let them in i agree like i I fully agree they're just so 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 we're assuming like you got to give the full scenario here are you saying undefeated washington undefeated michigan and undefeated georgia are your other three I assume. Yeah, yeah. Because if if you're if you're gonna make it more tricky than that, I think I I, I think anything beyond that is like yeah, you'd have to let Florida State. So it comes down to thirteen and zero FSU with a backup quarterback who, mm-hmm. in this scenario, has just beaten Louisville. Who yeah, okay, things are bad, but it's still a top twenty team. Yeah. Um, or a Texas that has a win over Bama in the back pocket. Those are your choices. A twelve and one. Texas and and will have beaten also a, a like perfectly respectable Oklahoma State team. Yeah, but with a loss. So it's it's do you do you view a loss and a backup quarterback as equal resume um, 
ruiners. And like, I mean, I, the committee has had this thing, the stipulation since its formation that they can play the, oh, there were injuries and this team is no longer as good card. They've never yes. done that. Famously in 2014, they look at Ohio State and they say, this team is still winning. This team is going through. Um, and if FSU beats Louisville, then what case would there be for determining that this is no longer a team that is 13-0? and 0? I, I, I think like the bigger picture way to look at it is that I think a lot of the discussion of what do you do with Florida State is predicated on the idea of Florida State in this iteration with backup, with Tate Rotemaker as quarterback, is not going to win a playoff game. They're not right. going to get out of the first you're, round. You're worried about wasting a playoff spot. The playoff right. has put tons of teams, like that Michigan State team that went mm -hmm. that beat Iowa in the Big Ten Championship, mm. like nobody was C like, oh, they're going to make some noise. Uh, yeah. um, Washington, the first time they made the playoff, mm -hmm. like yeah. this just happens. And I don't think it's, I don't think it's that weird. It's a pro the problem is four is a bizarre number. Two made a lot of sense. Yeah. Sixteen makes sense. Twelve makes sense. Eight makes 12, sense. Four is bizarre. Least, Twelve will at least be easy to when you have a situation like this. Be like, well, obviously they're going in. It just but, yeah. Twelve, 12 is great because at that point it's like, should this team be in? Who gives a shit? We got plenty of room. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's that's the my that's four be is my bizarre. Favorite. The, the last call category of the 12-team lineup where it's like, well, should we let him in? You're like, it's a fucking 11 seed. Sure. Yeah, 12's a, a real Catholic, 12's a real Catholic birth control approach yeah. to the playoff where it's like, ah, who cares? Let's have two more kids. <laughs> the margins, they're a little sloppy. So we're going for four. We're saying all of these teams are top tier. That is almost never the case. This year... It it very well might be depending it's on it's closer. If, you know, if, it's closer to the case. Certainly. It would have been if Jordan Travis was healthy. Let's put it that way. Um, th this year it, we're you know, and you could argue if Texas is a better team than FSU, uh, we do have four top tier teams. You could argue that, um, but in the average year, we just simply don't, and the fourth spot is just there. So. Man. This this is the funnest committee puzzle they've had in the ten years of this thing. The first time it's setting up to be an actual hard call. There have been years where it's like, oh, should this flawed Ohio State or this flawed Alabama go in? And the right choice was made every single time. Um, this is the first year where I th it, it, there's a really good chance we're going to have like an actually valid debate, not just a debate where you know TCU fans have feelings because Ohio State went in after winning fifty nine to nothing or whatever. We have an actually valid debate. For what it's worth, I do think it will be as interesting of a debate if either Oregon or Alabama win their conference championship game. We're gonna have a mess. Yeah, in that in that situation, yeah, we'll have a mess. Like those those are the two situations. I think those those are the much trickier calls than what do you do with Florida State if they win. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if if it becomes so messy that we're down to like twelve and one Washington and twelve and one Georgia and eleven and one Ohio State and you know all of that going on, then okay, have fun. Especially because, like, I think, I think a thing people may not realize is that all of our intrinsic uh, biases about like which conferences are strong and whose schedules are strong and who's got like the best resume or whatever, like. Analytically, they do not play out the way, the way that most of the uh, that that your brain is accustomed to them thinking. 
that they they would have in past years. Like, <sighs> yeah. If, if yeah, but all right. So for for instance, by the way, and this is a way of covering a game that we really haven't touched too much on. Um, Oregon. Mm-hmm. Oregon's gonna have a loss in their schedule uh, on their resume. Yeah, sure. Right? And, uh, and yeah. but a loss that they can avenge, but a loss all the same. But and a, and a, a close loss and a road loss, but right. yeah, a loss. And a, yeah, and a loss that was. Worse, a loss that I feel like was the product of bravery, not cowardice. You know, like you're like, sure. why did you lose that game? You're like, because we were too awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, close loss. Yeah, and I mean, um, if you're already six and you beat the only team that beat you and that team's five, right? I mean, it sounds like four to me. <laughs> it sounds like you're in. You're in. I would yeah, hope. Or, 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 no, Oregon is, Oregon is sitting pretty. Oregon is favored to make a playoff. I hope so. Right but this is mainly just no me question. like at like anxiety worrying about out loud about this team that is um as jason is fond of calling them a football ass football team like a badass ass beating boots uh boot in your ass like ass 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 kind of team <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, yeah and I, I shouldn't say washington is four because ohio state just lost so yeah this yeah. is this is quite this should be five or six beating number three in the pac-12 title games what that would be I, I I have a hard time dealing with Texas because I'm like, I think they probably have Texas is non-conference. Like Alabama is obviously the big signature. The other two teams that they beat were Rice and Wyoming. Rice made a bowl game. Mm-hmm. Like it's still Rice, whatever. Wyoming's a legit team. And like the rest of the Big 12 was much more competitive this year than it was in years past. If they beat Oklahoma State, that's a team they didn't play in the regular season, so it just adds, like, it it will only add to their resume. It won't sort of, like, duplicate it in some way. Um, And, like, the Oklahoma game has all the hallmarks of, like, things, that, when how you want a loss to usually go. It's, a, like, a, a quote-unquote good loss early enough in the year that you have some time to come back from it. Like, whatever, whatever. I know Texas has looked inconsistent in a lot of these wins and has made them dicier than they should be. But like weirdly from a very neutral, just numbersy perspective, it's like Texas probably should be in better position than they will end up being in. Like, I think Texas needs help and maybe shouldn't need as much help as they actually will. I think the one, the one thing I want to see Texas in for is I just want to see a, a team in a playoff situation have to deal with Texas putting Devondre Sweat in front of everybody. Sure. Like to, they have they have one of the things that makes a, a a game completely off the board. Like takes it off of predictions for me, which uh, in terms of what I think the other team's offense is capable of, because they have like a nine hundred pound dude who can throw other human beings in the middle of that defensive line, and then they have like two nasty dudes next to him. It's that kind of like absolute scheme wrecking shit, I, l- I would love to see that in a playoff where you go, well, the offense should be able to do this, but currently they're under a guy. He fell on them like a tree. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think I think it's maybe the most interesting conference championship weekend we have faced because almost – Usually we get to conference championship weekend and it's like, well, if the following things happen, things will be tricky. But I think almost all roads result in some amount of trickiness. Like I don't think there – I really don't think there's an outcome where you can say if it goes this way, it's easy and it's known and it's not tricky at all actually. I, I, I just don't see it shaking out so I think, right now. So the Pac-12 winner is in. Um, okay. 
Michigan, I I think Michigan is in regardless of what happens, unless they just look like oh you know, boy, if they, okay. if they, if they sure. somehow get if they somehow get blown out by Iowa, pause for laugh track, um, <laughs> then we could have a discussion. But I there think is. Michigan has clinched a spot already. Okay, which has happened in the past. This is you know just I'm, I'm not, just once I'm not inventing though, right? a scenario. Just once though. Uh, there have been years when Oklahoma has clinched without a conference game at all. Oh, sure, Notre yeah. Dame but sorry, that. I meant um, I meant lose I meant specifically the example of losing a conference championship game. Oh, 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 oh. TCU did last year. Yeah. Um, right. And there have been plenty of years where like the SEC favorite entered and was didn't even need to win the SEC title game to make the playoff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Everything else is 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 bubbly. Uh you know, as always it's well we have one or two SEC teams. <laughs> I mean, I still think there it would be very fun to see Bama win, but not able to pass Texas, a team to which they lost decisively at home. So, like, if you had um, Oregon, Michigan, Texas, you know, if you had thirteen and zero FSU, how could you drop thirteen and zero FSU behind behind Bama, right? Um, mm-hmm. or, or behind Texas, excuse me, right? How, you know, it would be very very fun to hear the argument that Bama should pass Texas, a team to which they lost decisively. And granted, beating number one Georgia might be the argument that gets it done. So I, I do have a plan, by the way. It seems improbable, just given how composed together and completely infallible Georgia has been to this point. But I have a plan for Alabama to beat them. It's very simple. You see, what you need is you need to get that defense into a situation like fourth and 31. I think that's ideally where <laughs> Alabama needs Georgia. <laughs> To be, they need they need a fourth and thirty one. That's what Jalen Miller. Tom just built needs for. room to create. Like he needs a big <laughs> canvas, you know. He's a big artist. Would second and twenty six get it done? That would also get it done. <laughs> I have data on that. If you need what, it, how about third and twenty? What like like either way? <laughs> no. Should it be like sort of toward the left, like back corner of the end zone, just on mm-hmm. chucking it after after mm-hmm. the quarterback has made a horrible decision to get into that that distance? This is where we go, man. Jalen Milrow is fucking awesome. He <laughs> sure is. Jalen Milrow, in terms of the entertainment he has provided, by I think I am now prepared to move him past Blake Sims in the beloved Alabama quarterback pantheon. I know that's that, a cra- that's a crowd. That that's that's, that's, that's a lofty move. company, but I'm moving him past Blake Sims because Jalen Milrow not only was part of fourth and thirty-one tonight, like Ryan said, that third and twenty call, I can get you nineteen. <laughs> I can 100% guarantee you I can get you 19. Like I I I love that he manages to break contain improv plays and Nick Saban is sitting there watching it going I don't have that much more time left on this earth and you're just, <laughs> I got to watch this shit. Oh god. I have god, I got to no go on first control. I got to go on first day and listen to Mad Dog about this. Oh god damn. <laughs> I have zero control over what's happening right now. It's absolutely awful. I'm, I'm learning to let go. I'm learning. Uh, I'm, I'm learning. Uh, <laughs> hey, hey, real quick. This comment from Stick to Sporks. I actually felt bad for Auburn today. Do you know don't who their head coach that. is? No, don't, don't do no, that. No, 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 don't, don't, no. That's a trap. That's right. Number one, Auburn's head coach is why you shouldn't feel bad about this. Number two, Auburn has done this to other teams, including Alabama, <laughs> oh, yeah. for years. It's they're the, fine. They're about this life. <laughs> 
Like nobody, nobody is more live by the sword, die by the sword than Auburn's. Like I woke up and I had two swords in my hand. Let's go. Yeah, this is a this is a Peaky Blinder scene where it's like, ah, you're gonna kill me. All right, for old time's sake, <laughs> mind if I have a smoke? I no, a go ahead and shoot him. Holly, he did a him. British voice. Live by the sword, die by the sword. Met your wife at the sword selling store at the mall. <laughs> yeah, this is this is what they're here for. Okay, don't be like, oh. I feel so bad for the dragon. No. But you're fundamentally complaining that Auburn got Auburnt. Yeah. 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 No. This is this is the perfect it way is, for it to go. It is truly how they would have wanted to go. <laughs> they lived they died as they lived. Stupid and loud. Stupid, <laughs> stupid, loud, and against the math. That's it. And and just in spite of all math. Fourth and 31. That's so many. So the uh, stat I saw Matt Scalisi share um, was quite possibly the two longest fourth down conversions ever were both uh, Hugh Freeze defenses <laughs> on the, fourth and tw- the famous fourth and 25 and then tonight. Um, I, I It feels like there's probably been longer ones, but um, at, le- at least at the Power 5 level, it's hard to find Certainly, impor- Certainly these are important ones. And certainly in big games that everyone saw. Yeah. Well, the yeah. Lord works in mysterious ways, Jason. He sure as fuck does. Not for uh, Iowa. There's no mystery. Love- <laughs> in, in Iowa Jesus is very straightforward. Oh, yeah. That's just Kirk, Kirk Ferentz sitting in his little weird film room with somebody bound in the chair going, don't you see it? Iowa, Iowa Jesus beautiful. is very simple. You pray to Iowa Jesus, and Iowa Jesus says, "No, go away." No, no. <laughs> don't. I don't got it. Maybe you should work a little harder. <laughs> should work harder, and then you should go to bed. Going to bed is punting. Punting is good for you. Should do you it know every how uh, everyone says the Bible says God helps those who helps itself, but the Bible doesn't really say that. Well, Iowa Jesus says that. So go help yourself. Man, Auburn has had Auburn has had the most volatile two weeks in the sport. They lost a fucking New Mexico State, got hammered by them, and then that happened. Everything yeah, I, that happened just, today happened. I'm just glad they were able to have a few get-right quarters against Bama after that unpleasantness <laughs> with New Mexico State. Auburn is crank the football team. <laughs> <laughs> Iowa Jesus says none shall be made new. Yeah. <laughs> Auburn Jesus says none shall be made new. I meant Iowa, sorry. I meant Iowa oh. Jesus. I got, I got them mixed up. Auburn is constant new, constantly everything is new. Yeah. Well, I'm not happy about who's. Well, I'm not happy about who's in charge of Auburn. I have to say, on brand, (laughs) a fit in some respects. Yeah. Uh, All right. It's getting late. Should we? Do you want to? Yeah. The Mountain West is about to announce its title game, so probably time for us to clock out. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Spencer, y'all name Spencer. Everyone in the chat, uh, Rickless Ormore. (laughs) Hawkeye Yeeb 1999. <laughs> Mr. Oh, Bet. I bet he's got some wagers. C Fowler 96. Brian Ferris is in the building. Oh my God, Brian. Joe Hoopy, Mind Chain Frame, Nonstop Llama 117. <laughs> yeah. oh, that's enough. I don't know, I don't know why that's One more. funny. <laughs> I know. It's hilarious because we're. We're punchy, and I gotta get up at eight to watch the final race of the F1 season. So, before every single one of you gets in our mentions, yes, we're doing this again next week. There are football games on Saturday, therefore, we're doing the show. Spencer, who's gonna win the race? Uh, it'd be it's Max probably, Verstappen. Probably, probably gonna be a different, right? Oh, oh, so the same guy. It's probably Max Verstappen. Same guy as I'm always. Get, yeah, it's gonna be the, the. He's already won the championship. It's the best. It's now just bonus. People are just Let's like, see yeah, y'all have a Bama. It's Georgia now, I think. But... No, it's Alabama. You see this here? It's Alabama. 
They have a crank. They have a cranky Georgia who's Dutch, so he's like, "This race fucking sucks." Yeah. I'm gonna say something incredibly cursed. His hair is too good to be a Georgia. Mm. He has to be a Bama. Okay. Wow. It's true. It's true. If there was one driver, by the way, who was from Georgia, like who was like naturally Georgia bulldog coated, it'd be Carlos Sainz. If you look at him, look at the hair. Mm. Yeah, it's Carlos Sainz. And the repeated self-immolation. Yes. Not literally. It's important to clarify. All right, y'all. I've, yeah. I've yelled numbers. We talked about the games. Good night. No, you Bye. hang up. No. Wow, what a long show. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.